Well, the book of Numbers comes to an end today and with a reminder of what the whole story is really all about. You know, God had promised to give the children of Israel a promised land and had instructed them how to live on that land so that he could dwell with them there. Their holy and pure God wanted to live in the midst of his people and he still desires us today. And we can learn some important lessons from this story for our own life. So welcome to this week's Shabbat Shalom devotional when I seek to share a little peace and uh, bring a little inspiration and a little peace to the close of your very busy week. So this week's Torah portion is the last chapters of Numbers, chapter 30 through 36, 13. And in Hebrew, it's called Matot Maseh, which means the tribes and the, or the marches. And interesting, I learned this week that the Hebrew translation of Numbers divides up the first verse of our reading differently than my English version did. So I kept looking for where does it say this, Matot Maseh. And um, so it was in verse 2 in the Hebrew Bible, but it was in verse 1 in my Bible. Anyway, let's move on. This week, the tribes are approaching the Promised Land. And when two tribes shock Moses with the request, Reuben and Gad, or God, asked to settle where they are, on the east side of the Jordan, not in the land of Canaan. Now, it seems that their primary concern was for the livelihood of their livestock, meaning their prosperity, their business. And this land was very enticing. Now, think about this. Moses whole existence for the last 40 years was to bring the children of Israel into the land of Canaan. And here, two tribes are asking to settle outside of the land. How must he have felt? Well, first, quite disappointed. Secondly, very fearful that their attitude was going to spread and cause another generation of Israelites to not enter their land. Remember, Moses had sent 12 spies into the land, 10 came back with a negative report, two were positive, and the 10 brought about the death of that whole generation. And it was a new generation that was now getting ready to enter the land. But here, out of the 12 tribes, two of them are already saying, we don't wanna go in. So it was very concerning to Moses. So he was very strict and strong with them and he made them promise that they would cross the Jordan with everybody else and help the other tribes to take possession of the promised land and of their allotment. Only once that had been completed could they return to the east side of the Jordan and live their lives in peace without guilt before the Lord. But if they broke this vow, they would be guilty before the Lord and it would not go well for them. So they agreed. No, no, no. They said, we will go with you. So Moses then allots land <clears throat> to both Reuben and Gad, as we pronounce it in English. And there he also gave Manasseh more land than them on the east side of the Jordan. Isn't that interesting? We don't have record of Manasseh asking for it, but maybe Moses wanted the children of Manasseh to keep an eye on Reuben and Gad. And for that reason, he actually gave Manasseh more land than those two tribes. 
Then God instructs the children of Israel that they are to go in, take the land of Canaan, and they are to push out all of the inhabitants of the land, and they're to, to destroy all of their pagan things, and they're to possess the land because why? Because he said, I have given the land to you to possess. So now they're not to murder or spill blood on the land because they would defile the land. So it seems like he's not talking here about military operations because we know that a military occupation, blood is going to be spilled. But here on an individual level, a personal level for the Israelites, that if they spill the blood of another man, that they are to flee to a city of refuge and go before the people there who are going to hear his case and make judgment as to whether it was intentional or accidental and they will receive their sentence then. So in chapter 35, verse 33, God very clearly tells them that blood defiles the land. And then in verse 34, he says, Therefore, do not defile the land which you inhabit, in the midst of which I dwell, for I the Lord dwell among the children of Israel. So this is the point. God gave them the land so he could dwell with them in it. That's what it's all about. And he cannot dwell in a defiled place or with a defiled people. That's why he asked them to do things a certain way so they would be clean and able to live in the presence of their holy God. So it's the same lesson for our lives. Maybe we need to take a little time this weekend and do some house cleaning. Is there something in our life that may be defiling our heart or our life so that his beautiful presence and righteous presence cannot dwell with us. So let's take stock this weekend. We want the fullness of his power and his presence in our life. With that, I wish you Shabbat Shalom. Mm -hmm.